Hello there! Welcome to Baytag's Cantina, a community for all Star Wars fans. I'm your host, Baytag, a theater major who loves analyzing character development in stories, especially in the Star Wars universe. I'm here to ramble my way across the galaxy and hopefully introduce you to some new outlooks on the beloved franchise. So whether you're a casual fan or a diehard enthusiast, be sure to grab your Spotchka and Mantel mix and let's dive in. Hello everyone! So this episode is going to be a little bit different than what I had initially had planned. I'm sure you can already tell by the name of the title. I had planned on talking about Screechers Reach today, but I had such a dang good time at Oklahoma City Pop Culture Con here in Oklahoma that I just had to talk about it. So that's what we're going to be talking about today was um, this last weekend, which was... Oklahoma City Pop Culture Con. Um, And I had the pleasure of attending with Sisterhood of the Traveling Bantha, which if you don't know who they are, you can go on my social media and find them at the link in my bio. I also have them tagged in my Instagram bio. Um, They are great. You can find them on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook at Traveling Bantha. I love them. They are my my girls, okay? So, Sisterhood had a booth at this con, and me being the great friend that I am, I offered to lend a hand, but I was also there to help take pictures because I do kind of help with the social media for Sisterhood. Um, and this convention was especially important because it was the first time that Sisterhood of the Traveling Bantha would be hosting a panel, so you know I had to get some good pictures for them. Anyways... I digress. (laughs) This may come as a little bit of a surprise to some of you, but I have actually never been to a convention. I know. Let that sink in for a minute, okay? Never been to a convention. Now, I've watched E3 and, like, I've watched all of Star Wars Celebration this year, um, but I've never physically attended a con of any type. So, OKC Pop Culture Con popped my... con cherry, so to speak. Um, And I don't think that I could have really asked for a better experience. And I know if Denise is listening to this, she is going to pipe up or probably text me because Denise's first convention was Celebration. And so like, she was always saying, you know, all of the cons after that have been a letdown because her first con experience was Celebration. So my first con experience is going to be OKC Pop Culture Con, And I thought it was great, so I can't even imagine how I'm going to react whenever we actually make it over to Celebration. (laughs) Anyways, Oklahoma City Pop Culture Con has been happening for the last four years now, and it was started by a gentleman named Rod John Liu. Rod, thank you so much for involving Sisterhood of the Traveling Bantha and for sitting us right in the middle of all of the action. Um, So I woke up early on Saturday morning and I made the drive from Tulsa to OKC to meet up with Crystal and Denise. First of all, it was really rude that Oklahoma decided to be so freaking hot this last weekend. Are you kidding me? It was like almost 100 degrees. It was insane. But whatever. We all met up in the parking lot of the Remington Palace Casino and we headed inside. But of course, you know us, not before we dropped our entire tote of table stuff on the ground right before we went inside, which I do have a picture of that, which I, I don't know, maybe we'll post that. 
<laughs> but yeah, we were walking down this ridiculously sloped grassy hill and we had a tote with like all the stickers, all of, like we had ceramic mugs, like raffle tickets, all that fell out because, you know, ramps. This was not an ADA friendly um, casino. <laughs> so Anyways, we dropped this stuff on the ground. We got to pick it up and it was already hot. So, but it's like super on brand for Sisterhood of the Traveling Bantha. Our whole theme is like technical difficulties because we always have something weird that happens. Like no doubt it's on brand for us. And Denise, oh my gosh, that morning, I felt so bad for her because when she was getting ready, she accidentally stabbed herself in the eye with her makeup brush and her eye was watering. So she couldn't even finish her makeup. So we were already off to like a really crazy, silly, goofy start. Um, (laughs) So we get all of our stuff in the tote and we get inside. And to be completely honest, we did show up a little later than we had intended. Sorry if you hear meowing in the background. That's my son, my cat. He um, wants in the room and I'm not letting him in. So if you hear him, his name is Logan. I named, there he is. <laughs> I named him after Wolverine. He's also scratching on the door right now. So if you hear that as well. Anyways, so we were running a little bit behind and we also had no idea where our booth would be. We had no tickets like we like we had tickets but like we didn't know where to get our bands we just kind of showed up and we were like hey we're here and luckily rod was walking through the will call area right when we got there and he grabbed us and i looked at denise and i was like girl if we hadn't dropped that tote we would have missed him completely and we would have not know we would have not have known where to go or anything so i really believe everything happens for a reason and that is what i told denise Um, so Rod takes us to our booth and holy maker, you guys, they put us next to Tammy Aaron, Pippi Longstocking from the 1988 film and Kendra Wall, who played an Ewok in Return of the Jedi, the Ewok that took Han Solo's blaster. And we got to sit with Susanna Malak, who played a Jawa in The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. Like, guys, we had pippy freaking long stocking to our left and kendra wall to our right it was it was so surreal it felt like a it felt like a fever dream it was like so it was amazing um so anyways when it comes to traveling bantha you know crystal and denise are the hosts and i tend to guest appear pretty frequently um and i will attend cons with them when i'm able to just to help support them you know Um, I kind of just run around like a chicken with my head cut off, but it's fun. We have a good time. So out of the three of us, um, Crystal is 100% the most outgoing. Denise and I are a bit more reserved when it comes to meeting people. And Denise is like even a bit more reserved than I am. (laughs) And it's not that we don't like people. It's just like hard for us to initiate conversation. And like once the conversation started, like we'll both kind of chime in and like add our thoughts and feelings. But like it's hard to initiate. And Crystal is so good at that. Crystal is so good at initiating conversation. They're like the best. And I love that about Crystal. And when we arrived, Denise and I actually started setting up the booth. And then Crystal just went went and met all of our vendor neighbors. And like, we were so thankful for that. Um, And Crystal is, as Denise puts it, the face of the podcast. Like, Crystal is the face. And they're the face because they are so good at just like, 
chatting with people. So, um, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't actually think I've ever seen anybody not connect with Crystal. Like, I've never seen anybody not like talking to Crystal. Crystal's just a joy to be around. (laughs) Um, Even when I first met Crystal, they welcomed me into a friendship with like no strings attached. And that's just how Crystal approaches everyone. Like, that's what I love about them. Um, So after a couple hours, we ended up getting settled in at the con and I I had to make my rounds. You know, I had to do a little looky-loo, see what we had for sale at some of the vendors. And you guys should be so freaking proud of me because I only bought one thing at the whole, well, that's not true. I bought one thing. Okay. One like Star Wars related thing was what I bought. And it was a Queen Amidala Funko Pop pin. And if you don't know, I collect Queen Amidala. I collect Padme. I have the, um, like the portrait edition dolls. I'm actually looking at them right now because I have them on my desk. Um, I have the Qui-Gon Jinn and Queen Amidala defensive Naboo, which shout out to Don Allen for giving me that for free. That this set of Qui-Gon and Queen Amidala, the 2000 portrait edition is worth like $200. (laughs) So I have it just displayed for my, my viewing pleasure. Um, (laughs) so, you know, I had to buy the Queen Amidala pin. Um, but I digress. So I did my little rounds and then I ended up getting lunch because I needed to, um, to, oh my gosh, my, my words. I needed to edit some pictures because Crystal and Denise had done a panel. And by the time I had walked, and now this is not a big con, okay? It was fairly small, maybe like 50-ish vendors. So I, I walked around the con and then I ate my lunch. And by the time I had done that, Crystal had essentially conscripted Kendra Wall into our friend group. <laughs> and so by like by the evening time of the first day of the con, we had just been talking with Kendra and Susanna whenever we had lulls throughout the day. And like, we just became besties with them. It was so, it was just so surreal. And Kendra was actually there with her husband, Jerome, which Jerome, if you're listening to this, you are so sweet. You are the kindest man. You and your wife are both so humble, so kind, so funny. Like Kendra at one point, you know, because we left the con the first day and she was like, oh my gosh, you guys are driving all the way back to Tulsa. Like if I had known, like you guys could have totally crashed at my house. And I was just, I stood there and I was like, oh my gosh, like Kendra Wall and Ewok who also has been in another movie with Carrie Fisher called Somewhere Under the Rainbow, um, just invited me to spend the night at her house. What? Like, it was just, like, such a... It was so crazy. And so Kendra and Jerome, like, they were the best neighbors. They were so kind. Like, Jerome always was trying to keep us in high spirits, like, whenever... Because, you know, if you're at a con, like, once you hit, like, three or four o'clock, you kind of hit, like, a wall where, like, there's not as many people and you're tired. You've talked a lot already and, like... you've had lunch and like maybe you had a pizza so like the carbs are hitting you it's just like a lot so Jerome was like so good about telling us dad jokes and his weird funny stories and um at one point there which I don't think Denise and I will ever forget this as long as we live at least I hope we don't because at one point you know there was kind of a lull in the crowd and um, we were just kind of like making conversation with Jerome and Kendra to our right and um 
this teenage girl walks by and she had a fursuit on. Um, she was a furry at the con and she had this really beautiful tail. It was like, um, like white and teal and blue. And it was like a fox tail mixed with like a fish tail. It was just like really cool. And <laughs> Kendra sees this girl walk by and she makes a comment. You know, she says, oh my gosh, I love that. What is that called? What are you wearing? And, um, you know, the girl had kind of like walked away and she looked at us and she was like, what was that? And both Denise and I are just kind of like, oh, you know, they're a furry, like someone who wears a fursuit. And Kendra, God bless her, did not know what a furry was. So ironically, Denise and I had to explain to Kendra what a furry was. And we had to explain what a fursona is, which if you don't know what that is, you know what, let me just, you're going to hear my computer real quick. I'm going to type it. So you guys, I can tell you what it is because I know my mom's going to listen to this and she's going to be like, Bailey, what the hell is a furry? So <laughs> I'm just going to look it up. Um, now, I will say furries kind of get like a bad rap. Um, it's generally like frowned upon. I don't know, um, which is kind of dumb because in my experience um, with just like meeting people who are in the furry community, they are so freaking nice. They are amazing. Like they have to pantomime, which I'll talk about that. We, there was this, oh my God. Okay. Slight little rabbit trail. <laughs> there was a, a, a girl there. I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't know her pronouns. I shouldn't say that. There was a furry there. Her name is Craw Dawnfeather. You should find her on them on Instagram. I don't even know if it's a guy or a girl. Um, But they have a fursuit of a raven. It's like a crow. And it was beautiful. It was just like black and purple with this corset and this big dress. And Craw would like, she was like looking or they were looking at her, her shiny stickers, you know, and they were like trying to take them like a crow would. It was just so fun to watch them interact. And we gave them Bonnie to kind of like, Bonnie is the Bantha, the mascot of Sisterhood of the Traveling Bantha. So we gave Craw this Bantha and we were trying to explain to Craw that it, Bonnie has like, it's, a, she's from Build-A-Bear, Okay. So she, you know you, how you can like pre-record little sounds and put them into like the buttons. So Bonnie has two buttons in her feet. One is um, the sound of a bantha. So it's just like, rawr, rawr. the other button is Tamora Morrison or Boba Fett saying like a bantha. So, and every time you put her down on the table, her buttons will press. So she will go rawr, and then say like a bantha. And there's also, um, a button in her one of her other feet, which is the Star Wars theme. But in the middle of Bonnie is her heartbeat. So we were trying to explain to Craw that there's a heartbeat if you can squeeze the crap out of her. This furry, I don't know how to address them other than that. This raven furry gets down on her hand or their hands and knees and just starts punching Bonnie like in the stomach to try to get the heartbeat. And it was the funniest thing ever. Like, I wish I had pulled out my phone to start recording, but you know, like con etiquette, you want to ask, which I learned that this weekend. Thank you, Denise. Um, <laughs> it was just like, it was amazing. And I like, 
you know, growing up in the age of memes and the internet, furries kind of get, like, a bad rap. Their community is kind of, like, people associate them, I think, with, like, bestiality when that's not the case. Like, there were so many kids that went up to Craw Dawnfeather and were just, like, amazed at just, like, the detail and, like, the work that they put into their fursuits is amazing. Um, anyways, so... What is, what is a furry? Let's go down this rabbit hole. Okay. Um, so from Wikipedia, it says the furry fandom is a subculture interested in anthropomorphic animal characters. So examples of anthropomorphic attributes include exhibiting human intelligence and facial expressions, speaking, walking on two legs, and wearing clothes. The term furry fandom is also used to refer to the community of people who gather on the internet and at furry conventions. So, um, oh, well, (laughs) I guess I just answered my question. (laughs) The furry fandom has its roots in the underground comics movement of the 1970s, a genre of comic books that depicts explicit content. In 1976, a pair of cartoonists created the Amateur Press Association, Voodie, which was dedicated to animal-focused art. Many of its featured works contained adult themes, such as Omaha the Cat Dancer, which contained explicit sex. So that's probably why furries get a bad rap, but... I think it's definitely changed a lot over the years, um, and I don't, I really don't think it's as sexualized as it is. I could be wrong, but, um, I digress. (laughs) That was, you, you get what I'm saying, okay? So, Denise and I had to explain to Kendra what a furry was, and we had to explain a fursona to a woman who played an Ewok. Like, that's so ironic and so funny. And I looked at Denise and I was like, did we just have to explain to an Ewok what a furry was? It was so funny. Like, we, it was, it's probably my favorite moment, like, to date. (laughs) And another really awesome part of the Comic-Con was we were actually sat across from the Cowabunga Factory. So the Cowabunga Factory is um, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And you could go and meet and greet with the Ninja Turtles, including actor Johnny Huang. Please tell me I said your last name right. Um, He played Michelangelo, one of the Ninja Turtles, at Vanilla Ice's I Love the 90s tour. So Johnny was there hyping up the crowd. Johnny was so kind, so amazing. He always kept coming over to our booth whenever there was like a break in the turtle signing. And he would say, hey, just check up on us. Um, this man was like a burst of energy and like, I don't think throughout the entire con, I never saw him get frustrated when people, you know, were like, oh, we want to see the Ninja Turtles. Like, I never saw him get upset. I never saw him be in a bad mood. Like, his booth also, oh my gosh, it was like, it worked like a well-oiled machine and Denise laughed at me when I made that statement. But like, they have this giant line of people waiting to see the turtles, right? And they they brought the turtles out at, like, certain times throughout the day. So, like, they would build up a crowd, and they would come with this giant boom box, and then the turtles would come out, and they'd do their thing. And they had this table full of merch, and at one end, the ladies were down there, and they were asking people, like, okay, what do you want to buy? Do you want to buy a Funko? Do you want to buy a poster? And they would ring them up, and then pass them down the line, and Johnny would get their 
poster or whatever to sign. And by the time the people had gotten done taking their pictures with the Ninja Turtles, Johnny had signed their stuff. So it was just like super efficient. And I love... (laughs) It's such like a nerdy thing to pay attention to, but I love when things work well. And it's also just like when you're a vendor at a Comic-Con, I feel like you're always trying to learn how to do better. At least that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh man, you know, like, okay, like next time, how can we improve? Or like, if I ever want to have my own booth, which would be amazing, like what would, how would I do it? How would I want to do things? So Johnny was just amazing. Um, He was just so sweet. It was so fun for us just to get to watch like the kids interact with the Ninja Turtles. Like it was just such a bright spot throughout the day. Um, so, (laughs) aside from furries and ninja turtles, wait, could ninja turtles technically be furries? That's, could that be a thing? Also, my boyfriend and I had this argument, are Ewoks furries? But, like, Ewoks are sentient beings, so technically because they're not animals? I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) let's not go down that rabbit hole. I just need to talk about Kendra, okay? Kendra Wall I wish I could explain to you the energy that Kendra gave off because it just felt like gold. Like, that's all I can. Like, sunshine, gold, sparkles, like Kendra. That was Kendra. Kendra talked about her experience playing the Ewok, and I really hope to have her on the podcast soon to talk about costuming because even as she was describing the pod or the podcasting, (laughs) the costuming process um, for Return of the Jedi, it was just like incredible to me how like now seeing like the creature feature at um, Celebration, seeing how like they've evolved their process of like measuring and manufacturing the costumes, but how some of the elements are actually the same. So it was just really cool. And I'd love to get her on to talk to her about that. And also just like her auditioning process, all of it. So anyways, I, um, (laughs) I love Kendra. Uh, towards the end of the first day, I actually approached Kendra and I bought an autograph, um, which is so like, it's so funny. If you read Carrie Fisher's book, um, Princess Diarist, she has, I think a couple different poems or just like short monologues where she talks about, um, autographing stuff and how like she was really against it at first. And then it just kind of became like a natural part of, like whoring yourself out essentially. (laughs) That's how she described it. So if you've never had a chance to read a Carrie Fisher book, go get you a Carrie Fisher book. Wishful Drinking is amazing. Um, If you get that audiobook, she actually reads it. So that's really fun is to hear it. Like I listened to it in my car and it felt like I was just like tootling along with Carrie Fisher in my passenger seat and she's telling me her life stories. Um, But Princess Diarist is really good. Uh, So anyways, I digress. Um, I bought an autograph and she signed the photo for me. And as she was signing the photo, Denise was next to me and she looked at Denise and I and she told us this. She said, I signed my autographs this way because this is how Carrie Fisher signed an autograph for me. And after she passed away, I wanted to start signing that way as an homage to her. And that autograph reads... With love from my galaxy to yours. I mean, how freaking cool is that? Denise and I literally stood there and we got teary-eyed just, like, thinking about that. Like, it was just so... It was amazing. Um, And another really awesome thing about Kendra that I'm going to talk about before we wrap up. Um, 
Kendra has used Star Wars as a way to teach kids about disabilities. Kendra calls it her take five discussion. She encourages children to take five minutes to think and be thoughtful to people with differences. And she also hits on a couple different topics such as the feeling of getting left out and the steps that kids can take to try and include more people and or include people who feel left out. And I, I love this. I really hope that we can get her more involved in our community. Um, if you're in Tulsa, where I am, you know that Tulsa really has a lot of great schools. We have Happy Hands Education Center, which is a school for the deaf and hard of hearing. And we have Little Lighthouse, which is a wonderful school for children with disabilities. And seeing a child with a disability is actually a lot more common than you think. At least in Oklahoma, one in six Oklahomans have a disability. And now, I'm about to tell y'all a story. And no, I didn't tell Kendra this story that I'm about to share with you all because I don't love sharing this story. Um, It harbors like a lot of kind of bad memories for me, but also it's just not a feel-good memory. Um, But talking to Kendra this weekend brought it up and I'm going to tell it and then I'll forget about it and never tell it again. (laughs) So when I was dating my ex-boyfriend, his little brother had cerebral palsy. Now, for the sake of this story, we're going to call his little brother Junior, um, just for the sake of the story. But Junior had cerebral palsy. He was 24-hour assisted care. Um, Every time Junior would eat, he had the chance of choking, which on many occasions he did, and Junior's parents had a special device that they could use to suction the food out of his esophagus. So, I learned a lot. Um, I had dated my ex for three years, and I'd seen just so many different things with Junior. He was such, he's such a sweet boy. Um, Junior was, he was so great. Um, But, So we went, I was with my ex and Junior and his mom, and we went to the movies. And we saw Incredibles, the second Incredibles, which, amazing. But on the way out of the movie theater, we passed a line of people at the snack counter. And there was this woman who was talking on the phone, um, you know, and her, her child was probably like five or six, um, fairly young, but like old enough to know better. And he pointed at Junior as Junior was rolling along in his wheelchair. And this child pointed at Junior and said, this is exactly what he said. I can still remember it as if it happened yesterday. He said, ha ha, mommy, look, he can't walk. And I have never in my life wanted to hurt a child. I've never wanted to hurt someone as much as I did in that moment because the mother did not hang up the phone. Instead, she just kind of offered, like, she did that thing where she, like, pulled the phone away from her face and then she was like, oh, sorry, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just a kid. And I remember, like, this shitty apology this half-assed scolding of her son. She didn't, like, if, (laughs) listen, if my child had said that, I would have been so embarrassed. I would have slapped my child. (laughs) Like, I would have been irate. I would have been irate. But 
you know, I, ha- I have to remember not everybody was raised like me. Um, and I remember after this kid said this, I remember we were walking and I, it, it took everything in me to not say something to this mother, but I remember Junior's mom saying, you just keep on rolling, Junior. You just ignore them. And I just remember feeling horrible. I felt horrible walking out of that movie theater and just thinking, you know, like, this is Junior's life. Like, this is, obviously he knows, like, he can't walk. And here are people in society who are reminding him of something that he already knows and this is going to be his whole life. So when Kendra was telling me um, about Take 5, I couldn't help but think, like, gosh, what an amazing way to help educate children about this. And you know what? When people ask me, like, why I'm obsessed with Star Wars, it's, yes, it's because of the, you know, it's Star Wars, but it's because of experiences like what we had this weekend. I love Star Wars because, yes, the characters, the story, action, planets, creatures, music, it's all beautiful, but... I love Star Wars truly because it brings people together under a common interest. Like, I wouldn't have met Denise or Crystal if it hadn't been for Star Wars. I wish I could help people understand the benefit of getting involved in your local Star Wars community. There's so many costuming clubs. You have the 501st, you have the Mandalorian Mercs, you have the Rebel Legion. Where Wherever you're at, um, and, like, listen you might be like me. Okay. I haven't even finished a costume. I'm still working on my Mando, (laughs) but it doesn't matter because the people that are in these clubs, they are so kind and they are so genuine and they want to help people. Don't get me wrong. You're going to have people that you have problems with. Okay. It's going to happen. But at the end of the day, the common goal is the same. And, um, you're going to meet people who are going to be your friends for life. And everyone has light and dark, within them. We all struggle to fit in. We all, most of us struggle just to survive our daily lives, but we also yearn to learn, to give back, to be kind. And I know it can be hard when you feel betrayed to let the darkness take you over. And maybe it might even be easy for you to just allow yourself to go to that place of darkness. Like, hell, look at Anakin, you know? But sometimes it does take someone in a community to pull you out from that darkness and to make you feel that childlike kindness and innocence that you once felt. And as we go through the next week and life happens, please remember to choose kindness. The more you practice living in the light, the easier it is to recognize the dark and you learn how to navigate it better. Now, I love you guys, and I know I said we'd talk about Screechers Reach this week, but I just had to talk about OKC Pop Culture Con, and Kendra, if you listen to this, you were such a blessing to me this weekend. Like, I wish I could describe better, (laughs) but I really want to um, tell people about Take 5, and I really want people to look into Take 5 and... um, I hope you guys will also check out some of the costuming clubs. And speaking of Comic-Cons, or well, I should just say cons, (laughs) I will be at SoonerCon this weekend in Oklahoma on Saturday. I will not be there Sunday because your girl needs a break. (laughs) I need to sleep. Um, 
So if you see me walking around at the con, please come say hi. And Sisterhood of the Traveling Bantha will also be at SoonerCon, and I know that Kendra will be there too. So come chat with us. You won't regret it. And aside from that, guys, I seriously hope you have a criffin good week. Join me next week as we pick back up on Star Wars Visions Season 2 with Screechers Reach. Okay, guys. Love you. Be kind. Choose kindness. May the force be with you. Goodbye.